Welcome to Always an Escrow with Serena Appel and Colby Burchin. Hello, Colby. Serena, how are you today? Oh, I am fired up because we are speaking to David Yontif, the host of Behind the Velvet Rope, an award-winning pop culture podcast dedicated to the Real Housewives, Bravo celebrities, reality stars, musicians, actors, and many other relevant icons. David, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. What an introduction. What are you guys up to? <laughs> Let me tell you, Serena, if, if people don't know who David Yontif is, I mean, they're either hiding under a rock because obviously Bravo and other celebrities are hot and he is landing all these interviews. So I said to Serena, hey, we got to get David on the show because he is everything lifestyle right now, pop culture. So, David, welcome to the show. What is going on? Thank you guys for having me. So I'm going to get right into it. How did you start behind Velvet Rope? I mean, I've had a past life before this, but, you know, really, I was hanging out with some of these like real, reality TV stars and housewives. So when I started this podcast, so I was, it was kind of like I got to do something with this. So when I started this podcast – the thoughts really were, it was going to be like Wendy Williams. Like we can hang out and have a drink at the Regency on a Monday night, but I'm also going to talk about it on Tuesday morning on the podcast. So that's kind of how it started. It really was supposed to be like, uh, you know, like just kind of, this is what like life behind the velvet rope is. If you want to hang out with Countess Luann on a Monday night, this is what that's like. And this is what actually happened. It kind of has morphed into a whole different thing, right? Like four years later, like you were saying before you went on air, now it really is, there's gossip and there's that type of show twice a week, but then it really has become like an interview show where I'm interviewing all of these Bravo celebrities, but also it's kind of grown into something else. And now it's just like, I'm interviewing pop culture icons. I find that people somewhat don't tell the truth that they're watching it or not, but yet they happen to know everything about it, which is funny. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you say you don't watch, but you do. Right. Right. It, like tr for, for my family, you know, it takes us out of our every day with our kids and our hustle bustle. And then we see these crazy people and we're like, Oh, we're pretty normal. I think <laughs> it's either. Yeah. I mean, I think, it's so interesting, right? It's so interesting why people watch Housewives and Bravo because, I mean, then there's the whole bunch of people that just hate watch. So I don't necessarily understand that, but people love to hate watch. Like, I don't know when that became a thing, but like last season on Beverly Hills, like Lisa Rinna, you know, people just couldn't get enough. So I think either people, right, it makes them feel good about their lives or it just makes them escape. And like, you're just like in this other world of like affluence or I don't know, like, are you taking out your aggressions? Because I mean, there are a whole bunch of people that just watch and then they talk about how much they hate every single thing they've watched. And that's become a whole culture in and of itself. So it really is an interesting dynamic of why people watch. It is so true. I I mean, it's it's the people that are, I like, my friends that just have to tune in all the time, the ones that deny it. But, you know, there is something to be said about always being in the know about everything that's actually going on because they're part of the conversation at the end of the day. Totally. And so it's like, look, I mean, who would have ever thought this would be such a phenomenon, right? I mean, it is. It is a tremendous 
So who has been your favorite Bravo celebrity to interview? Who's, you know, at the top of your list? Tell us um, some highlights. I mean, it changes all the time, right? Because like your list keeps changing. I mean, I'm trying to think of some of the people that stand out. Like, look, I mean, the person we've had on the most is Luann. Like Luann is the official housewife friend of the Behind the Velvet Row podcast. I think she's been on like eight different times. And so, you know, look, it's, it's great when someone comes back like the seventh or eight, cause then it is like a day off. You're like, okay, well, I, I already know how this is going to go. I don't really need to stress. So Luann is definitely up there. I'm trying to think of some of the other really, oh, I just had on and it's, it, this, this was recorded before girls trip four, but I loved Brandy Glanville. Loved. I mean, you know, you want, look, ex-housewives make better interviews than current housewives. When someone's current, you know, and Luann is guilty of this a little bit, but, you know, look, you can tell at this point, well, I could tell, you know, when someone's doing like the candy answer and the media answer and like what you kind of want to hear, when you have Brandy Glanville on, it is just like, no pun intended, unfiltered. And it's like... I mean, we covered, we talked about Lisa Vanderpump. We talked about Kim Richards, you know, her time on the show. We talked about Girls Trip 2 because, I mean, she wasn't already filming 4. But we talked about everything. So we talked about Denise Richards. So I love when someone comes on and, like, you just know that you can ask any question and you're going to get a real answer. It's just so... So Brandy was up there. And, you know, surprisingly, Lala Kent is a great interview. I've interviewed her twice you get like a real, she's, she too is so unfiltered, really nice. I don't know. I mean, I had this preconceived notion where Lala just wouldn't be that great. Like I just thought she would be like into herself and like shame on me for having like this stereotype. Like she, she was great. Those are kind of some of the ones that stick out. I feel like you can't really tell, like there's times where you think someone's going to be great, like Brandy and they are. There's times where you don't think some, you know, there's times where you think someone's gonna be great and they're not and then like candy burris too i don't know i really i was thrilled that candy burris was coming on my podcast i just didn't really think i thought it would be like serious and she would be giving like you know she's into the business candy was phenomenal like really same thing any question you wanted to ask her anything was game real answers like i felt like i was having a real conversation with someone so like candy is up there too so maybe those four kind of stick out so who are you still looking forward to interviewing and haven't scored yet? It changes all the time. I mean, of course, look, I like someone with a little bit of, so, I mean, I would love like an Erica Jane. I would have loved a Jen Shaw before she went to jail. We were, we were in talks with Jen Shaw. Like it was something was, it was like, and then, I mean, for me, like, I mean, so I would love Lisa Rinna. And although it would probably be so painful and would probably last for like 10 minutes at most, I would love a Ramona singer. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, I couldn't see this being more than a 15 minute interview though. I mean, she would not sit still, but I would love a Ramona singer. I see her often. She's always in Boca. She is. She's down there now, I think somewhere. Yes. For the launch of her daughter's new company. And that was fun to see, too, like everybody on the red carpet that came out to support that and um, how supportive she is of her daughter. Funny little side note, her ex-sister-in-law is a realtor in my office. Really? I mean, there you go, people. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) So Mario's sister. 
Mario's, I think, brother was married to this woman. Yeah. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. A lot of dirt there. Okay. So she knows where the Ramona Singer bodies are buried, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. I like it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you talked about, you know, some highlights. You almost leaned into what I'm going to ask you, which is your most cringeworthy interview to date. Has there been one? A lot. Sure. You know, there's just, look, I feel like there are people where you just, from the minute it starts, you connect with them. Like, like a Candace Dillard from Potomac. Like she just gets on and she's like, wait and fumbling with it. And you're like, oh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be great. There are other people where like you don't connect and you try during it and then you get a little something. And then there are other people you just try and it's like this whole thing is just a waste. Like we're never going to connect. I mean, I'm trying to think like I had Gina Keo from the OC. An oldie, she, she yawned during it on air and at one point i think she was like is this almost over it's like honey if you don't want to be here i mean no one's forcing you to be here so gina sticks out jill zarin cooked a whole dinner during it and the audience doesn't come for me they come for you so people were like you know she's so rude why did you even interview jill well she cooked a dinner so that wasn't really the best Giselle Bryant was in a car and this is on video. This is like, it's not like you're pretending on like in a car. I'm like, thank you for fitting me in girl. <laughs> um, yeah. Those are some, um, like, those no, are some of the, right. yeah. And then like, I mean, she got out of the car, Gina Keogh at the end was going into her car and like the Wi-Fi was going to drop and she was literally started the car. It was like driving away and it's like, we had to be like, goodbye everyone. So those are some examples. So tell everyone, since you are into interviewing every franchise, what is your favorite Bravo franchise? I mean, look back in the day, I said New York city because I'm from New York and I understand that single let's go out and have our drinks tonight. So back in the day, it would have been New York, but I mean, I I think, I don't know how this happened, but like Beverly Hills is just like risen to this class in and of itself. Like to me, it's like, you know, and I say this all the time on my behind the velvet row podcast, I say all the time, you know, most of these women, like knowing them in the real world, like, look, there's money and then there's money. And then there's like, you're so broke. You're just pretending that you have anything and you're on this show. But like, look, if you owe $5 million to someone and you know that, and you're in the, the, the hole and people are coming after you, you don't have money. Like people, you owe money to people. So I just think there's something at the end of the day when all of these shows are like hailing in comparison and like, the formula is played out in some respects. Like to me, the fact that there's just such opulence in Beverly Hills, like it's really what housewives started at. And now it's like, we scratch the surface and you're like, well, no one has money in this franchise and no one has money in that franchise. And, like I love like bling empire on Netflix. Like I love watching a show where people are just so rich. Like to me, that's the escapism. And so it was always New York, but it really is Beverly Hills now. It's just, they're the ones with like real money. And it's so 
just fun to watch. I'm right there with you because being in New York, you know, kind of how it all began and um, I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Okay, so... You have mentioned this on your show, mentioned this on, on your show before, that you have, you know, different people that are coming to you, you know, tipping you off on, you know, details behind the scenes. And we got a little tip off, too, from our dear friend Ziggy Flicker about just how scripted or unscripted these shows are. So they've always been to, been referred to as unscripted reality TV, but... We've been led to believe otherwise. So what are your thoughts on this? I mean, look, I mean, I think they are less real than people really think, you know? So, I mean, look, it's obviously you have to walk in somewhere three times. You have to repeat something, you know, now. So it's like, I think your reactions are real, ish but you are you know like you are tapped on the shoulder at times you mean you are tapped in or you're told like we're not going home tonight nothing is happening like you're at a group party you know margaret pushes like the husband in the pool well that's like someone needs to do something because we like we're not going home tonight so the pushing in the pool like what you do is real but you're also told, like, one of you, it needs to be Teresa, Jen, Aiden, somebody here needs to do something. And then you all look at each other like, yeah, we're sick of this. We've been here for 12 hours. Like, so someone has to do something. So is that really real? You know, like, right. And then, you know, when you're doing these confessionals, you know, they craft a story. So... Like when they're looking at the footage and they see it back, they're like, this is now something they'll ask you because those confessionals are not filmed in real time. Those are filmed like months later. So when you're filming the confessionals, like they'll have something and they'll say like, you know, so, you know, it sounds like you were upset with like Jen. So, okay. So were, were, were you upset with Jen? So it's like, you know, the answer now should be yes to keep your job. Like it's like, they don't tell you what to say, but they kind of guide you in that direction of like, well, we just watched the footage back. It looked like you were really upset with Jen, right? Like you're going to be upset with Jen. And then they ask you on the camera and that green screen, like, so tell us why you were upset with Jen. And then, I mean, you have to be an idiot to not know that that's the direction you need to go. And now you can act upset even if you weren't. So is that real or is that fake? I don't know. It's a fine line, right? Some good acting going on, huh? Some good real acting. And I think you learn like any job that you do, you learn how to do it. You're better in year two and you're better in year four. And so when you're like a Luann or a Ramona or like a Rinna or a Kyle, like you really are doing a job. Like you realize you're making a TV show and that's where it's like, I mean, you're not exactly like you see on the show. Like everyone I've interviewed is the same, but there are people where you realize like Brandy's one of them. Candace is another one. Lala's another one. I mean, I could try to think about it where it's like you just interview and you're like, you're so good at what you do. Like as a person, Candace is smart. She's like, Candace gets the job. Like she knows what she's doing. So that's just being good at the job. Right. So then it isn't, 
it's real, but it's not a hundred percent real. Like you become like a version of yourself. That's why some people make it in this and some people don't. They just are cut and they could do it. Well, that's the thing. And all the people I talk to that didn't make it very far, they all say the same thing. They're like, I came on and I just like gave my life. Like I am like, nobody wants to hear about your life. Like the people that last, like a Rinna, Kyle, I mean, Rinna's gone now, like Melissa Gorga, they will do anything for the show and they realize what needs to be done. And I know I hear so many things like off camera, like this one's texting that one, like, you know, tomorrow in the scene, we should all be mad at this one. And like, so they really all do become these producers of like how to make the show, you know, and some people do it better than others, but the people that don't last, like, right. They just came on and they thought they would just talk about their lives. And it's like, well, this is why you were boring because nobody cares. What's the most surprising thing that has been dropped on your show? Give us some juicy gossip that you yourself were not expecting. There's a lot. There's a couple of things, two people in particular from Jersey, but they're not out yet, these two episodes. But I have two Jersey coming up, both of which revealed something that I thought was like really interesting. And a lot of times you have to say to yourself like, you know, because that is you learn how to get the pressure like, OK, David, stay on this, stay on this. I think this is something a lot of times I'll react because, look, there's so much out there. A lot of times I'll be like, oh, wow, I don't think that's known. And then afterwards, I'll Google and just make sure. But I'll be like, I think this was like a major reveal. You know what it is? It's like I don't get excited by a lot of things. Like when Brandy was just on, she said, like, Lisa Vanderpump owes her five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And that's now become a thing. I mean, she wouldn't say why. And I'm like, well, this, I don't, I don't find this interesting. Cause like, you're not even talking, everyone else seems to be talking about it. So that's like some reveal, but I'm like, is this really a reveal? Does anyone really care? Apparently they do. I get it. I get it. I mean, I, I do. You know- I mean, I'll tell you, I have some, I'm going to tell you something that's coming up without giving you the actual guests involved, but okay, some two people, not Joe Gorga, but two people recently reached out to Juicy Joe in the Bahamas to like connect with him when they're down there. And it's just random people. And it's like a whole thing. And you're like, Oh, this is interesting. And I also yesterday, there's a Jersey person who he that was revealed is that someone recently, cause you know, Teresa just made up a Jacqueline they had so someone just reached out to Teresa and is like, "Well, I, I I'm I'm gonna I, I'm interested in making up with you too." And it's like, "Okay, well, this isn't gonna be a thing." So there are some things that are coming up that are gonna be interesting. Did she uh, did she used to have red hair? Doesn't Caroline still have red hair? <laughs> and no, it's not. It's not Caroline. But th- those are things I'm going to, uh, but when we speak, uh, when we do our live, I'll have an answer of who really revealed something shocking, but those are some shocking things. Right. Right. So tell everyone 
about your show so they could follow you, how they can get in touch with you, give you juicy gossip. So you could ask these people, these Bravo celebrities. Everyone, listen, it's like a five-day-a-week interview show. It's it's Housewives. It's everyone on Bravo. It's other reality stars. I interviewed the Chrisleys right before their whole thing where they were, like, exposed. I interview, like, actual celebrities. If anyone is, like, Anne Heche and Susan Lucci and, like, Janice Dickinson, Jenny Garth from 90210. It really is a pop culture interview show of, like, we have Nancy Grace, like, just, you know, Dog the Bounty Hunter. So it's kind of people with, like, a little bit off center story to tell and yes they can follow us at behind velvet rope on instagram behind the velvet rope on spotify apple and i always tell people if you're sick of if you didn't enjoy me talking here today you should still tune in because the show is not about me it really is about interviewing and getting gossip from these people for all of you it's up close and personal it is really intimate it's like joining you and that other person on the couch, like, you know, just sipping tea, sipping coffee and, and having a good time. Well, we, we loved, we loved having you and, and talking, you know, you're not going anywhere because these stories are not going anywhere. There's going to be so much more to come. We just know it because aren't there like news tidbits every day that drop? Yes. From the Bravo celebrities. I know it's all the time and we can't wait to see what else is to come and what's in store for your show and who's to come. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Bravo, bravo, bravo. (laughs) Thank you guys for having me. I will come back anytime and you guys have been amazing. And hopefully all your listeners will follow my show. Hopefully they love Bravo and I've really enjoyed being with you guys. Thank you. (laughs) 